Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker, Bounty Jagdish and Ryan Huang. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. Mm, and several important headlines coming out of China. What will that impact be on the rest of the world? But first of all, of course, on the Chinese economy. What can you tell us, Ryan? Yeah, right at the centre of it is the triple R cut where we've got Chinese policymakers moving to expand support for the economy. And that is against the backdrop of a potential property market downturn that could just throw a spanner in the works when it comes to the Chinese recovery. So what is the bigger picture? Let's get Sean Taylor's view on this. He is the Chief Investment Officer for Asia Pacific and Head of Emerging Market Equities for DWS. Morning, Sean. How are you doing today? Good morning. Very well, thank you. Hey, Sean. Glad to have you on. So let's talk about China. It's one of the markets you've got a long-term positive outlook on. Uh, But first, walk walk us through this triple R cut. Where is China in terms of growth Um, trajectory right now and how much of a boost will this be? Well, you know, um, it's not unexpected. Um, You know, China's GDP growth in the last two quarters has been weaker than expected for for a number of reasons. Um, And so we have expected more um, cuts and we've also expected some more um, countercyclical measures to support the property market Mm. um, over the next three to six months. And if you look at where we are in terms of the pressures on the Chinese economy, you've got prices of many things going up. If you look at the Production price, producers price index, that was up 13.5% in October. That was faster than September's gain of 10.7%. We've got another round of data coming out this week. Where are we, where are we in terms of expectations? Yeah, I mean, one, one of the things that's been driving um, inflation and prices up in China has been the power shortage. Um, I mean, from the beginning of the year or from February, credit's been tighter because China's been raising rates rather than loosening them like the rest of the world. Um, and also we've had regulation changes, which has mm. also um, dampened growth. But the real pressure's been on these um, fuel prices and um, power shortages. And th- they've, they've been coming down. So the government's put some measures in. Coal prices have come down dramatically. And I think we'll see PPI come down. On the other hand, we'll probably see CPI um, pick up. But compared with global markets, we're not as worried about China's inflation as we would be in the U.S. Okay, talking about the U.S., we also have inflation data coming through. How much of that Chinese inflation um, will trickle over to where we are in the U.S.? Um, I don't think that I don't think that much. I mean, I think what's what, what's putting pressure on the on the U.S. is is you know in the employment. You know, we've had mm-hmm. um, more employment coming in because we've had a lot of the subsidies have come off. Um, we still have quite a lot of supply and demand mismatches. You can see what how many ships are off um, California at the moment. We've got more wage inflation running about four percent, and we've got commodity prices which is picking up. Um, we do think they should ease next year, um, but they will stay. They will stay at an um, elevated level. Yeah, Sean. Talking about the U.S. jobs creation picture, we've just got a round of data on the jobs front. Two hundred ten thousand uh, jobs being created. That was less than half of what the market was expecting. How much of a disappointment was this for markets? Well, I think you know. I mean. The thing about the data in the U.S. at the moment is it's, it's quite volatile, but the direction's quite clear that more people are getting employed. One thing, though, that is happening compared to, you know, the last time we've had a trough in the economy is, is, the, um, is, the, is, the, is the actual participation rate, which is much, much lower than it, ha- it has been um, in previous cycles. And it's probably more structural. Older people retiring, younger people not wanting to participate mm. in the workforce. 
Um, but I don't think, I think the data is still inflationary. I think the Fed, you know, they've got a meeting coming up. You know, the likelihood there is that they might accelerate the taper. That's been the message over the last two weeks, which might have been a surprise to some people as Omicron, you know, spreads. Um, so people might have thought, well, the, the Fed will be getting um, a little bit more dovish, but actually it's been the opposite. They've been you know, looking tougher. Yeah, that is interesting to watch out for next week where we get the FOMC meeting again where they might talk about quickening the pace of tapering. What would that do for the US dollar, which has actually been quite strong this year? Yeah, I think given the fact that we've got the US as probably the first country to raise rates and we have got tapering happening, um, it's just the question of the pace of it um, and, the un- and the unemployment rate is, um, you know, is, 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 is coming down. Uh, more people are getting employed. The, in the shorter term, the dollar will be stronger. But I would expect there will be a point next year where growth differential comes down. So the U.S. growth starts to come down and the rest of the world starts to pick up. And a lot of it will depend on the new variant and, you know, and on also on, on our area of the world opening up more. Um, and then I expect the, the dollar to weaken um, in the second half of next year. All right, Sean, uh, circling back to your 2022 outlook, you've got your eye on China. Uh, what's your take on investing in China with all these worries circulating, property sector woes and the crackdown going on? How do you see the markets these days? Where are the opportunities? Look, it's been a really tough year for China, both economically and um, in asset prices, both in fixed income and in equities. All those currency and um, government bonds have been quite strong quite stable and strong. Um, we, we just see that the China market has fallen too much relative to um, other markets. Um, we, we haven't got a catalyst yet, but we think with more government support mm-hmm. um, coming in, that China will look, will look attractive. We just need to get earnings downgrades to, to come through, and then we should see them starting to pick up next year. We have to be very, very, very selective. We would avoid a lot of the property sector, um, particularly the high yield, but we would also um, be looking at areas that are helped by policy. I mean, there's a lot of m- money going into um, the green economy, the new economy, and those are areas where we see very interesting opportunities in the medium term. Yeah, the other area you're looking at is India, and that is with the eye that they might be a big winner in terms of the reopening of Asia. Walk us through this thesis. Yeah, well, I think um, India's a, a big winner, in, firstly, in the reopening, um, because um, because it is opening up much faster than China. I mean, we wouldn't expect China to really fully open up until maybe the second half of next year or into 2023. But India is opening up, and as every month goes on, there's more and more um, economic growth coming through. We also have a structural story in India. Um, not just not only do we have the pent up demand from COVID shutdown. But we've got a lot of reforms that have happened, both in the tax, in labour, in land. And we're beginning to see the property market rise. So we've got the, total, the totally opposite case to China, where we've got very high property prices in China. Um, in India, we've got very low property prices. It's probably one of the most affordable times to buy a property in India. Um, and we think that and a combination of digitalization will boost growth. So where we've got a declining growth rate in China over the next few years, we've got an, an, um, an appreciating growth rate in India. And I think that'll be very good for earnings of companies and stock market returns. All right, huge potential for India as well as your eye on China for the long-term outlook. We've been chatting with Sean Taylor. He is the CIO for Asia Pacific and the Head of Emerging Market Equities at DWS. Sean, thank you so much for your time this morning. Pleasure.
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.